Welcome to the DISA Focuses on Partnerships to Expedite Cloud Development in 2023 podcast hosted on Government Technology Insider. I'm your host, Matt Langan. Supporting the all-important mission of ensuring national security, the Department of Defense is made up of 33 agencies. One of these agencies is the Defense Information Systems Agency, or DISA, which has the mission of supporting IT and communications related to defense and security. And with the evolution of the threat landscape into a new domain, cyberspace, combating cyber threats has become a critical part of national defense. To support operations in this domain, DISA is building its capabilities in the cloud, both CONUS and ACONUS. And in this podcast, Jeannie Gentry, who is the DISA Business Development Manager with Verizon, and Adam Clement-Jones, who is the Solutions Architect for Verizon's Defense Business in EMEA, will discuss how DISA is expediting cloud development and the benefits this will bring to national defense in 2023 and beyond. And Jeannie and Adam, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Matt. Sure, yeah, yeah. Great to have you both. So let's go ahead and kick it off. So what is DISA's mission and how do they support the Department of Defense? And we'll go with Jeannie on this one. Oh, thank you, Matt. DISA's mission is huge. DISA's official mission is to conduct DODEN, which is the Department of Defense Information Network's operations for all of the joint warfighters. Joint warfighters refers to all the various service branches, Air Force, Navy, Marines, Army, Space Force. They manage the information network for all of those service branches. And within the management of those networks, it includes analytics, collaboration, command and control, computing services, contracting, acquisition, network connections, spectrum, and most importantly, as we're discussing today, cybersecurity. How do we do all this? We, as industry, support the DISA mission. We come alongside DISA, along with their director, Lieutenant General Robert Skinner, supporting his five lines of effort. Those five lines of efforts are to prioritize command and control, readiness through innovation, leverage data as the center of gravity, harmonize cyber and user experience, and then, very importantly, empower the workforce. And this is done on a global basis, as you mentioned in your introduction. We help to coordinate between the DOD and all of their outside agencies. It is a huge mission and a huge task for us in industry. Great. Thanks, Jeannie. Appreciate that. And let's talk about challenges. So what challenges is DISA facing in terms of meeting their mission in 2023? And we'll go with Adam on this one. Thanks, Matt. And just obviously from a perspective point of view, I'm coming from an OCONUS perspective outside continental United States. But the answers to some of these questions are relevant for both OCONUS and CONUS. The major problem any operations have in terms of getting network and getting connectivity and data is the speed of access. So you have to make sure your access is delivered securely, quickly, rapidly. And that includes how you do your cloud provision, how you're securing that access. This typically have a rule of provisioning for maximum capacity. So they've got to put in a lot of capacity. The maximum is maybe at any one time. So how you get those large capacity access, those large data bundles together, securely provisioned, is a key problem for them, whether, which they've got to try and solve. And they need to be able to restore that data should there be a problem. Should something go wrong, they have to be able to fix it get it back up and working in time. When you're dealing with cloud and data information, you've also got sovereignty. Where's it coming from? Who's holding it? What country is it residing in? 
when you're dealing with the Ocone stuff. And then finally, you've got how much is it going to cost? Are you buying on a lowest price or on a best value perspective? Awesome. Thanks, Adam. So how is DISA approaching these challenges and delivering solutions to support the warfighter? And we'll start with Jeannie on this one. Yeah. And Adam, thank you for those points, because I think they're very critical to this conversation. A lot of this, it's all about bandwidth and it's about data and the speed of data. When it comes to supporting the warfighter, we have to look at the warfighter from both a professional as well as a personal standpoint. DISA is outstanding at looking at their bandwidth is not just simply for the mission. It's to support that warfighter that's at that edge, that soldier that's at the edge, making sure that he can call home, making sure that he's still a part of his family's life through video calls. This takes a tremendous amount of bandwidth. This opportunity for this network also is to manage the data. Within DISA, there is a chief data officer who is charged with exactly that, the data management, the data security, as well as the advanced analytics and the business intelligence to leverage that data as a decision-making tool. As you can imagine, that within the Department of Defense, decision-making capabilities is imperative, and the speed of data is something that is very critical to the mission. There are four areas of data management that are used to support the warfighter. They utilize data as an asset, investing in data as an asset. And this is where the cloud comes in. When we hold that data, how do we leverage that data as quickly as we possibly can? That data also has to be architected, build a cohesive data architecture that allows for transparency and for data sharing. And within that aspect, data analytics, advanced analytics, and this is where those of us in industry can really come alongside the Department of Defense and DISA. We do this on a daily basis within our enterprise customers, business intelligence, artificial intelligence, being able to analyze that data and make sure it gets to the place and at the speed that is needed to make those decisions. And then most importantly, cybersecurity, cyber situational awareness. These are critical aspects for DISA and the Department of Defense. Excellent. Thanks, Didi. Adam, anything to add to this one? Uh, thanks, Matt. Yeah, the main thing I'd add is obviously the new technologies that are developing in the commercial world are growing incredibly rapidly. You have a merging of uh, layer one to layer three technologies in pseudo wire, point to points. You have uh, commercial cloud and AI technologies that are growing at a tremendous rate. If you look at the uptake in cloud pieces like Amazon and Azure. And you've also got uh, multi-edge access computing, computing and 5G access, uh, which is revolutionizing the way that you access a network and get to a cloud using protocols like FOG to extend the cloud out to the closest edge to minimize computing resource and increase latency and speed. All right, excellent. So how can just leverage public-private partnerships to really better support the warfighter? And actually, Adam, we'll stick with you on this one. Cool. So. One of the key things is the commercial world is finally catching up with what uh, governments and specifically the military have known for forever, which is none of your data is safe. And so to protect that data, you need to really look at land modernization, how you control the access, how you're controlling people who are coming into those networks, your access modernization, so getting back to the network and making sure it is as secure and versatile and restorative. And then you also have data modernization, where you're keeping that data. 
how you're sharing it, how you're making sure it's in the right place at the right time, and really facilitating that data gravity and that command and control. Awesome. Thanks, Adam. Jeannie, anything to add to that one? Absolutely. Adam, you're dead on when it comes to the command and control. This is something I mentioned in the very first question. This is strategic plan and there are five lines of effort. That first line of effort is prioritizing command and control. One of the programs within DISA is what's called JADC2. This is Joint All-Domain Command and Control. This program, it provides collaboration across all the various mission partners. Being able to have visibility and integration of data for their day-to-day operation and decision-making capabilities. Matt, as you can imagine, one of our soldiers at the tactical edge sees something, knows something, gathers data there at the tactical edge. It needs to get to senior leadership as quickly and transparently as possible to be able to descent to make that decision for command and control via those senior leaders for all the various domains. We want to support DISA in every way we can for that transparency of data, that speed of mission for that data to be transmitted for and to support JADC2. Great insights there. Really appreciate both of you taking the time to speak with us today. And our last question is a future focus question. So what will DISA look to enable in the near and long-term future for the DOD? And we'll actually stick with Jeannie on this one. Uh, let's just keep going when it comes to the cybersecurity discussion. And again, both industry as well as our military partners know that cybersecurity is a real and current threat. And it's not just from bad actors from the outside. There is insider threat as well. With that in mind, Thunderdome is the program that will be instituted here in the very new future that allows for zero trust. And zero trust is somewhat of a buzzword, but zero trust, what it says is we trust no one on our network. We know there are bad actors already here. So how do we protect the data? One of those processes is what's called ICAM, Identity Credential Access Management, making sure that whoever has access to that network are allowed to have access to that network. And again, the network is divided into multiple different security layers. So not everyone has access to all of the data. You only have access to that data that is relevant to your responsibility. This is critical as we move forward and we move into a more data-centric environment. Awesome. Thanks, Jeannie. Appreciate those insights. Adam, any thoughts in terms of the future focus? Absolutely. So uh, I'd say in terms of uh, short-term, so immediate responses, I think there's a lot of looking into campus 5G technology. As Jeannie mentioned, this is all about secure access to data when and where it's needed. So having the ability to deploy something on a campus with high bandwidth access immediately through IoT is incredibly powerful. A flexible and speed of provision, as we've already mentioned, through pseudo-wire or VPL technologies. And I think that's going to move on to a lot more AI in the cloud, which is going to become increasingly important to the warfighter, especially as technology and hacking piece and hacking technologies use AI. Very simple processing areas to process data. Also, uh, quantum safe VPNs. You know, we know people, quantum computing is coming. There is a lot of thought out there that people will be just taking data and storing it ready for quantum computing to come along so they can hack it later and break into that. There's already methods out there. We were testing them last year for uh, 
safe quantum VPN so you can actually encrypt it so it's harder for those quantum technologies to break into. And then longer term, quantum, I think, is, is one of the ways it's going as well as AI. We're going to have quantum internet, qubit transport with uh, super dense coding. I mean, how, that's basically how you transport quantum technology. Then you've got quantum cryptography, which given the increased processing speed of a quantum computer is going to be vital. And more importantly, key distribution, you have to change your keys regularly. If you're changing your keys every few minutes, the amount of data that someone can get from you is minimized. All right, well, this includes the DISA focuses on partnerships to expedite cloud development in 2023 podcast hosted on Government Technology Insider. We're Jeannie Gentry, the DISA Business Development Manager with Verizon, and Adam Clement Jones, who is the Solutions Architect for Verizon's Defense Business and EMEA, discussed how DISA is expediting cloud development and the benefits that this will bring to national defense in 2023 and beyond. And Jeannie and Adam, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you, Matt.